And I feel like she's always like, like she can be scary and she can, she can help you or she can hurt you, but she's always mm-hmm. like a little whimsical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always a little, it has to be a little whimsical. Yeah, exactly. Love my yeah. chaotic neutrals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, whatever I'm feeling today, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just was in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> Hello, fairy tale fix listeners. Hello. Welcome to Fairy Tale Fix. I'm, I'm Abby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I wanted to throw you off. And you succeeded. You did a great job. Um, and as I, I'm wow, I really am thrown <laughs> off. This is Fairy Tale Fix. It's a what the fuck fairy tale podcast. And today, it's not even just the two of us. We have a very special guest. Say hello. Hello. We have Chadwick is joining us. Chadwick is uh, one of our very favorite fairy tale artists, uh, photographers. Mm -hmm. He does a ton of amazing, whimsical stuff that you should definitely check out. Chadwick, tell everybody um, what you do and where people can find you. Yes. So my name is Chadwick Tree Highbury. I um, currently reside in California, but I'm from New England and I'll be moving back there shortly. I am a photographer who works in um, the dark arts and a lot of it is inspired by uh, pagan folklore. And I also am a tattooer at Mossy Fable um, on Instagram and I create fairy tale tattoos. And you might actually remember Chadwick did a gorgeous piece of art for us when we did uh, the story, the old troll of big mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, he had that amazing uh, artwork illustration of ollie the little the little boy like after he threw the bread into the troll's mouth and just the bravest little boy (laughs) (laughs) the sweetest most delusional little kid (laughs) yeah it was it was definitely so fun to work on that and then i love all the fairy tales you guys tell it's so fun to hear things i would have never heard before and then also hear them from you yeah so definitely make sure to go to chadwick's um art uh instagram pages we'll post everything like on our social media and on our show notes but definitely check it out he's amazing yeah. all of it looks <laughs> so incredible um like so like so whimsical but also like really really just like also dark and creepy and magical and i just ugh, i love i love your style thank you so much yeah i try to root all my illustrations in um in some sort of like cultural context as well so a lot of times mm-hmm. i use um some of my background um I guess some, some Slavic background and uh, sometimes Norwegian uh, as I'm married to a Norwegian. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect. Like, that actually really squares with why uh, you were, like, so inspired to draw Ollie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because that's a, a Norwegian a Norwegian story. <laughs> uh, yeah, Norwegian folktales are amazing. <laughs> you gotta yeah, love they the trolls. <laughs> love the trolls. We don't love how often Norwegians uh, like to kill horses. Actually, could you ask... <laughs> <laughs> Could you ask your husband <laughs> why <laughs> why his people hate horses so much? You know what I did, and and he said, uh, "Screw horses." Now I'm getting <laughs> 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 
no, it is. <laughs> oh no, it's one of them. It wouldn't shock me at this point if that if that truly was the Norse standpoint on horses. <laughs> I know they just lose lose their heads constantly, mm. constantly. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I like I've seen many, um, you know. Uh, images and videos of Norway um, all the time and I actually don't see many horses so I wonder if they all end in that way like a quick death (laughs) Uh, Chadwick revealed to us earlier that he was moving to Norway eventually so you'll have to get all the details (laughs) ask every single person you meet Yeah, you'll have to report back yeah Yeah. and I'm excited to like hear tales that like you maybe couldn't otherwise you know I'm definitely going to like ask a bunch of older Norwegian people to tell me a story absolutely (laughs) that's the dream (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what that's exactly what you should do that's you know that should be we were talking about what you should occupy yourself when you move Mm. to Norway and it should (laughs) be like uh, you should be a traveling storyteller like or Mm -hmm. folklorist and collect everybody's like amazing yeah yeah. Oh, and then you could illustrate the books. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. It's funny cool. too, because I'm going to be so inspired by, um, by everything that goes on there. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm really excited about learning all their stories and yeah, I would love to draw for them. I'm glad we could help you figure out what your career is going to be <laughs> yeah. so quickly. It's funny. Cause like, uh, I've my more recent, uh, tarot card reading was saying that someone was going to tell me exactly what I need to do next. And so maybe oh. this is that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's what I feel we like do we've done podcast. good work. This podcast is all about fixing fixing things and giving mm-hmm. our opinions, our very unsolicited, unprofessional opinions about things. So. You can let me know after I tell my tale. Ooh, I'm so excited. But first, so um, it is spooky season. I think we both picked some spooky tales, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually um, wrote my tale. Oh, you did? You oh my did. gosh, you're yes, telling yes. us an original one? <laughs> yes, I'm telling you an original one ah! today. <laughs> yes, that is so exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's funny because I think you uh, you uh, may know that um, with Mossy Fable, I was intending to write a fairy tale book. So I ended up um, mm-hmm. starting to write, but it's really funny. Every single tale I started writing, I couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so this today, having this deadline really helped me actually just oh um, finish a fairy tale <laughs> so i'm really excited about it <laughs> that is oh my god i'm so stoked are you gonna um, I, send us some illustrations to post along with it too uh, yes we can do that yes <laughs> <laughs> amazing i literally cannot wait but we do have to ask you uh just a couple of our stock questions mm-hmm. first yes. before we get into your story Very and i'm moving important <laughs> I'm moving straight there because I want to hear your story very badly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the questions we ask everybody who comes on our show is what is your favorite childhood fairy tale or folktale and how would you fix it? All right. So I um, thought about it. It was actually really confusing for me <laughs> because there was a few that I really loved and I didn't want to get into all of them and take up so much time. But also, um, I kept forgetting that it says childhood. So anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Getting back to childhood fairy tales, I think the one that I um, that really stuck out the most was Little Red Riding Hood when I was a kid. Nice, classic, yeah. great choice. Yeah, and um, amazing choice actually. I think it was because it it was it actually something that to this day I'll um, I'll think of with my art. I feel like my art um, is very inspired by Little Red Riding Hood. I think I love the color red in general, but I also love just the aesthetic of the dark forest and kind of like all the twists and turns that her her journey takes Mm -hmm. and then just like how dark like my grandma is my favorite person in the world Mm 
So um, that whole scenario with the grandma, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> it was just really. You, do you have any fixes for that story? Oh uh, yeah. So the only fix that I had, and I think it's funny. I see this in myself a lot um, with a lot of different stories. And I don't know what this means about me psychologically, but I wanted um, Little Red to end up being like the hero in the sense, but also her being like some sort of um, like demonic creature herself. Mm, yes. <laughs> so okay. When, so you're pro uh, werewolf Red Riding Hood. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that she like she could take care of the wolf herself, you know, like in a in a sense. So yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Hell yeah! I mean, that's a perfect fix. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, do have we do have some uh, fairy tale friends who we love dearly, but they are um, anti werewolf Red Riding Hood trope <laughs> people. I love you, uh, Cassie from I mean, the, uh, the, Spindles, Slippers and Spindles. <laughs> the key would be You're that wrong. it couldn't be revealed <laughs> until the end. You know, <sighs> it'd have to it would have Sorry, to what? be a real t- it, uh, the truth. The the key would be that it um, couldn't be revealed till the end. It would have to be a yeah. good true twist, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As with Agreed. all good horror movies. Yeah, but the other one I was going to mention was um, th- uh, Three Little Pigs. Oh, you know, nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I thought that was what just... What about the Three Little Pigs? Um, well, I just, I think that was the first time I ever heard like a true fairy tale structure in writing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was something also, um, when I was uh, young... I was in a school play called BB um, Wolf, which was, uh, and I was the big bad wolf. <laughs> nice, amazing. And um, and so it was just a lot of things with my childhood, and but also I just remember um, there was some sort of illustrated book that I had with uh, the three little pigs growing up, and I also enjoyed the art a lot. Um, it also gave me that like forest fairy tale fantasy art vibe. So it's another thing that just inspired me. So very cool. Two Have you ever read the? Stories? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever read the um, what is it? Three Three Little Wolves and the Big Bag Pig. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I haven't. <laughs> I had a book called that growing up, and it was really funny. Oh, it's just like the that. opposite. I mean, it's the exact same story, except like this big angry pig <laughs> <laughs> doing all the same stuff, like blowing, like blowing the houses down. Yes, but he was blowing them down with like hair dryers and shit. I think it was just <laughs> oh. that's incredible it was just like a silly twisted fairy tale kids book and i was obsessed with it because i don't know i loved the wolves i thought they were so cute Hmm, i love wolves too yeah that might be why i like the two stories with the wolves for sure i think people Um, have actually said i'm very wolf-like in some ways (laughs) i could see it i mean you literally have a like forest behind you (laughs) right now (laughs) (laughs) definitely give off wolf vibes I have one more question for you, uh, which I just thought of it as you were answering your like the the standard questions. But you you mentioned that like you know you used the word childhood to kind of narrow down what story was your favorite when you were a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Were there any stories that have like become favorites of yours that after you became an adult that you have like a fix for? Yeah, so actually, it's really funny. Um, as then I as I became an adult, I think. Um there's so many things I love that I thought were fairy tales and I had to Google them <laughs> to find out that they weren't fairy tales indeed. But um, as far as a fairy tale, one of my favorite ones is um, Carrie Stave Girl, I think it's called. Carrie Stave Girl. Oh, it's, a Norwe- it's another Norwegian one. one. Yeah. Okay. And um, 
And actually, it's funny. Before I met my husband, I was obsessed with all everything Nordic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not <laughs> in the so same, cute. not in the same way, because I think like I didn't 100% have the coziness of it. But mm-hmm. I love like a lot of Nordic musicians, and um, they always reminded me of like that kind of like steely ice. And I don't know, they just had like this very cool um, mm-hmm. vibe to it. But yeah. um, but my husband is very much like the cozy elf vibe, like I was talking about. Um, so cute. <laughs> but uh, Carrie Stave Girl is a mix of. I, I want to say that it's an original tale that actually inspired Sleeping Beauty, I believe. Uh, oh. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I lied. Cinderella, um, the one with the the shoe, right? Yeah, Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it actually inspired Cinderella, um, and it's actually a, a really beautiful tale. Like it's it follows some things that you've I've, there's stories that i've heard you guys talk about where they go through a forest full of like gold leaves and like silver leaves and stuff do you remember that yeah i think that was like it was like the brazilian version of the 12 dancing princesses or something okay. mm-hmm. yeah and i think that this story um the stave girl one um they have that same thing happen throughout and the she's riding an ox and the ox is like please don't touch any of the leaves because then i'll have to fight a troll and every <laughs> single time she she pulls a leaf off and i'm like of what are you doing <laughs> but it's the funniest thing in the world to me because i'm like this oh it's a, like they, they describe a gorgeous scene like this like the mm-hmm. dreams are made out of and then she just pulls a leaf and makes it fight a troll like numerous times i think it's so funny <laughs> jerk <laughs> <laughs> is this like a little girl or like um, like a like a teenager yeah yeah she's probably a very young teenager or something to that effect okay i'm like yeah. come on just be cool <laughs> she definitely knows better and the ox is definitely like saving her life and doing her a solid and she's still like yeah i want to see you fight a troll <laughs> <laughs> oh my god actually i get that <laughs> i want to see that <laughs> The troll becomes uh, more progressively like it has like 20 heads or something. Like every time it's like it's more like of a boss to beat. It's so funny. Very cool. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. I love that. That sounds amazing. I'm going to look that that one. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely um, that famous duo. uh, What's their name? That makes fairy tales. um, Oh, Abby Onsen and Mo. Abby Onsen and Mo. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say (laughs) Abby Onsen? As Beyonson? I don't remember. <laughs> it's actually been a long time since we've done one out of out of that mm. book. You know that's um, true. We've got to. We should do. We should do another one soon. Maybe maybe in November we'll try yeah, to think, find something. Something. I think you're right. I think it's sounding. As Beyonson. <laughs> as Beyonson. Oh my gosh! I am very jealous. You're eventually moving to Norway. That sounds amazing. Maybe yeah. I'll have to come visit you. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Actually, um, you know we. It's funny because um, Norway presents a few problems. Uh, I actually like don't drive, <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. it also is so mountainous. And I I love to get on top of the mountains, but getting on the top of the mountain is like death for me for some reason. Like I love to hike, mm-hmm. but I can't go that high. I have like a, you know I don't know what, what it is. Um, yeah. so like the, like the air pressure, yeah, altitude. Yeah. So we've considered Denmark too. So who knows? Maybe you'll see us there, but, but <gasps> <Yeah>. we'll see. <laughs> Because like it like that. nice and flat and stuff, so mm-hmm. I'll come <laughs> visit you in the summer when it's not snowing and dark and cold. <laughs> yeah. But either way, yeah, please do. <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into it? I am so excited to hear your story. I must hear it. I want to know. <laughs> okay, like remember, you guys. I tell love us- original stories. <laughs> um, tell us the title, and then we'll make predictions. Okay. So the title of my story is Three Little Witches. <laughs> Amazing. Do you want to go first, Kelsey? No, I mean you go first. Okay. <laughs> um prediction number 1, I think 
I think the little witches are little uh, little in the sense that they are children. Little children witches. That's so cute. My second prediction is that despite the fact that they are kids, the story is not cute. Something, uh, <laughs> something dark. It's going to be dark. <laughs> That's <Indeed>. my second <laughs> prediction. Um, <laughs> and the th- my third prediction, uh, there's a talking animal. Okay. Just, I love a talking animal and I just want <laughs> them all the time. I mean, I love, th- I love all three of those. I think those are good. <laughs> Oh, okay. My first prediction is I'm gonna I'm gonna base some of my predictions on the artwork I've seen from you. Mm. So I'm going to predict <laughs> that there is a troll or gnome in the story. Nice. Uh, I am also. I kind of wanted to do talking animal, but I'm gonna be more specific. I wanna I wanna I wanna predict fairy tale mice. Fairy tale mice. Also, because that's just what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I feel vibes. like that's too many things maybe witches and gnomes and <laughs> mice but you know what they don't yeah. all have to be true yeah more the merrier the- that's true and my third prediction is that the little witches are sisters mm. I don't know that's cute yeah very good okay all right oh yeah oh, lay it on us all right <clears throat> So, three little witches. Once upon a foggy autumn day, before the last leaf had fallen, ravens were croaking loudly upon a house on a hill. The children of the Meacham family had awoken to another morning of chores, without not as much as a piece of bread to look forward to. Mary the oldest, the twins Alice and Martha, and the youngest little Sarah Meacham. It had been a very difficult time as of late. An early frost had laid the town's own once fertile land bare. Creeping over crops like a ghostly apparition in the night, it left nothing but skeletons in its wake. A blanket of melancholy now envelops the town. The children walk with less purpose these days. Moving to the new world once held such promise, but alas, now the sun hardly shone on gloomy Salem. Ooh, Ooh, so spooky. Oh, yes, yeah, set in Salem. I love it. <laughs> it's so October. I love Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Flawless October vibes. The Meacham family had become a co- coven of women, for their father had died of smallpox while away on work some ten months ago. Their stepmother was caring and doting, not at all like the evil stepmothers the girls would read about in their books. However, she had run out of ways to keep them fed and well-clothed. The family had even began skipping church because of their dreadful appearance. Their mother had begun to look like she was withering away in her rags. Mm-hmm. The children had lo- all lost their rosy complexions, just ghosts of who they once were. So, yeah, very dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, this is so sad so far. <laughs> yeah. I, I never said I was going to make you happier, Kelsey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's spooky season. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. It totally works that it's a sadder story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I realized as right as I was writing this, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty messed up, but it's okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I depressed. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my base level, though, because I was feeling happiness throughout. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's so, it's definitely giving like wintry autumn spooky vibes i i think it's beautiful 
<laughs> like gorgeous imagery. Love it. Love it. I also want you both to know that it has started thunderstorming outside of Ooh. my house. Lucky. Um, which, yeah. you know, the re- my reason for telling you is twofold. I'm really enjoying the ambiance. That's number that's number one while thunder's rolling around just outside. Froze. And number two, Sorry. if I... Oh, that's why I also mentioned it. My internet may cut in and out. Oh, <laughs> so okay. Just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <FYI>. <laughs> but yeah, you are lucky. I miss thunderstorms so much. Oh, they're so great. The eldest daughter, Mary, had come of working age and decided to venture into the village in hopes of finding some work. But the condition of the settlement had become so poor that the only offer she received were for her flesh. Most of the villagers she met seemed like shadows of themselves, with claws for hands, fangs for teeth, and hungry eyes ready to pull her into their homes and devour her whole. As Mary was leaving town center, she noticed many people staring blankly from their windows. Soulless and damning, she hurried back home with a feeling in her bones that something was not right. As she approached her home, she noticed a mob around the entryway. They held weapons and crosses and flame. Screaming for her mother to come to the door, Mary pushed through the crowd quickly and made it through a window. There sat her three little sisters, huddled together, screaming and crying. Their mother had just then opened the door confronting the villagers outside. She would be condemned on making a deal with the devil, to rid the family of their father and on planning to slowly kill the children. Ah! Scandal! (laughs) The villagers claimed there was evidence in the fact that she had stopped going to church. They all gasped upon looking at her and saying she was transforming into Satan's minion with a hollowed face and pointy fingers. Mm. Mothers screamed for us to run as silhouetted hands and flames reached through the doorway and pulled their mother out of the house. They ran through the back window into the nearby wood and never looked back. Oh my god. That's no. oh now I'm wishing I had predicted revenge. <laughs> yeah. Revenge. Revenge is good. This is also reminding me of the beginning of Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the three sisters. Except that was mm. that was actually, you know, goofy and funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I promise there'll be like a moment or two of goofy and funny <laughs> levity. This is this, yeah. Excellent. Oh no, this is it's October when yeah. this comes out anyway. <laughs> it's spooky season. Yes, they ran all night without stopping in fear the townspeople would be searching for them. At times, they thought they could see glowing eyes stalking them through the leaves and shadowy figures behind the trees. They walked hand in hand, further and further, until they had lost all sense of direction. After some time, the youngest Sarah was sobbing and spoke of seeing a tunnel of light surrounded by darkness, and of feeling dizzy. They hadn't eaten for days, and they were exhausted beyond measure. In the distance, the girl saw a large house, and began to walk toward it. It was large and unlike any in their village. Extremely big, with a thatched roof, it seemed to have an g- emerald glow coming from it. Ooh. Maybe you'll, you'll know who we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> there had been a talk of a foreigner that traveled to the <laughs> New World with the Puritans who lived in these woods. <laughs> An elder woman who, when they arrived, chose to build her hut so far away that she no longer would be part of the village itself. She was said to have had a pow- be a powerful witch, but the townspeople were too scared to condemn her. <laughs> The few who have tried to bring her a summons were never seen again, often thought to have been eaten by wolves or lost. <laughs> Abby and I are grinning like idiots over here. <laughs> oh my god. I 
<laughs> can't believe I didn't predict Baba. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm so excited. (laughs) As the girls walked towards the house, they wondered if it would be safe, but didn't feel like they had a choice. Surely the townspeople were wrongfully accusing the foreign woman of being wicked, just like their mother. As they walked closer, Mary placed her hand on the fence surrounding the house. It was dark. There was a cloud that was like a black ink in the air surrounding them. The green light from the house illuminated the fence. Mary gasped, realizing she was holding onto a skull that was still sticky with flesh. Yeah, ew. <laughs> the home was surrounded by decaying skulls and bones. Her first instinct was to grab the sisters and run, but young Sarah had passed out behind her. Oh. Ma- Mary dropped to the ground and gathered her in her arms as the front door to the house slammed open. Standing there amongst an eerie green light and smoke was the tenant of this house of horrors. A wrinkled woman with a large nose and a teeth poking out from her mouth, which can be seen clearly even from the distance. How now? Do come in. The figure's head spun around and her legs and arms seemed to break and she steadily Uh. crawled towards them. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is some primo horror movie shit. Uh That's terrible. (laughs) Also, I love that you incorporated Bobby O's big ass teeth. I kind of (laughs) forgot about that part. Uh. Everything went black as Mary fell to the ground and saw her siblings doing the same as her eyes shut. The Meacham girls awoke covered in woolen blankets next to a fire, each one with a different color and ornate pattern to them. (gasps) Mary had seen these patterns before once, when a Polish family came to live in a town back in England. They all were drinking some sort of mulled wine, as if they had come to between sips. They marveled at many carved symbols into the wooden mantle, and now there was a red glow coming off the hearth instead of green. It It smelled of rosemary and thyme. The girls couldn't make sense of any of it. As their eyes focused better, they realized there was a messy-haired woman dressed in ornate finery sitting amongst them, just in front of the hearth. Who are you? Where's the beast? Where are we? Mary said. The mysterious woman at first just sat still for what seemed like hours, and then spoke quiet and assured. You're in my home, of course. And what beast do you speak of? The woman stood up. She was so tall that she almost touched the ceiling. As she hit her head on a beam, she began to shrink down to a normal state. The girls sat lips pressed in fear. They obviously had found themselves in the home of a witch. Uh 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Sure did, (laughs) kids. It seems you are running from a beast, not towards one. I found you little creatures lying right beyond my fence. Seemed you had fainted and were in need of some help. We're lucky a wolf didn't come and pick you up. My name is Baba Yaga. I will not harm you. Pray tell me, what are you doing in these woods? One of the middle sisters spoke up, feeling more comfortable. We are running from the village. The townspeople took our mother. Mary said, cutting her off. These are my sisters. Our mother was taken, accused of consorting with the devil. We have been running all night. Hmm. Does she? Baba Yaga asked. (laughs) Does she what? (laughs) consort with the devil he and i have an interesting past that's all wouldn't want to interfere with whatever they have going on god damn it i love that (laughs) pray pardon of course not she's just starving people in town are dying and are getting desperate 
Pain and death is all they can see, Sarah yelled. We would do anything to get back home and see that our mother finds no harm. Oh, shame, shame, shame. Baba Yaga walks towards her hearth to retrieve stew from a bubbling cauldron and passes it to the girls. Hard times bring our demons to the surface, and if you aren't careful, our, your demons become you. Seems the village has played with them. She sits down next to the youngest Sarah. I, I could help, but I would need something in turn, little ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? what could we possibly offer you? Sarah asked. Mm, one of you will stay here with me as my maid. Be work to the bone, of course, standard lifetime agreement. I grow <laughs> lonely in this new world. <laughs> See, I actually uh, like the Indians of the forest here, but they keep me keep their distance. So I don't get many visitors. And in exchange, I will give each of the remaining girls a magical gift. And I will return you to the moment the townspeople came to your house. You can use those gifts to save your mother. However, you must hide your gifts from everyone. If even one person catches on, hmm, well, there's no telling what would happen, really. Magic is a bit unreliable in the new world. <laughs> Baba Yaga nervously laughs. <laughs> I, I, I will stay and be your maid, Mary stood in conviction. I would cut off my own arm to save my mother and my family, and I was looking for work anyway. I will not give my family to this dread. Ah, very well, so it shall be. I suppose I'll take your arm as well. Wait, what? Mary said. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so it shall be. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> Baba Yaga rose and whistled Ooh, so a loud. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Baba Yaga rose and whistled so loud that it put the youngest Meacham girls in a state. Their eyes rolled back in their heads, and out of the cauldron came hundreds of black spiders. They crawled toward the girls and filled their mouths and scurried back out of their eyes and into Jesus. their ears again. <laughs> Everything yeah. went. Everything. <laughs> did, did you have to put into the ears again? <laughs> They're very thorough spiders. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything went white, and a sharp ringing could be heard as the three youngest Meacham girls awoke back in their home, sitting in a circle, eyes still white, staring at the ceiling. The now three Meacham girls, Alice, Martha, and Sarah, sat in their room staring at one another with completely blank expressions. They began to regain feeling and their senses as footsteps of the villagers were heard approaching. They all stood up and walked towards the door in unison, as compelled by magic. Their mother was still sitting near the hearth, trying to keep warm. The villagers were all wailing about as the children approached them. Alice whispered to them, we the three ask you to leave. Don't come bothering our family bereaved. Immediately the villagers rushed off and were confused as to why they even were there. Alice was given the gift of gab, the ability to talk to anyone into anything with just a whisper. The gift of gab. Perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. Good for her. <laughs> the following day, the Meacham girls were compelled to go to the nearby farmlands that had sat there in decay abandoned by the farmers. Martha touched the ground with her thumb and said, We the three ask you to grow. Let this pasture overflow. And pumpkins and gourds and other vegetables sprung from the ground. The village would no longer perish. Blessed with a never-ending bounty, Martha was given the gift of a green thumb, the ability to grow whatever plant she wanted in a blink of an eye. Later that day, the Meacham girls went into town center. There had always been a festival on this Hollow's Eve day. 
but the condition of the village had people shut in and not in a celebrating mood. Sarah, the youngest Meacham, began hugging everyone she met, and a joy like no other spread through the town. The sun began to shine and the villagers began to dance in the streets and set up for festivities. Sarah was given the gift of eternal sunshine, the ability to warm the coldest of souls. Aww, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> Those are all great powers. <laughs> Come evening time, they arrived to their homes to prepare for the Samhain night festivities. Their mother had been home baking soul cakes, delighted saying that their grain had miraculously sprung back. The girls had carved jack-o'-lanterns and made masks to hide their faces from spirits that may have been out in the shadows at night. As the girls skipped back into town, feeling a bliss that had been hiding from them for all these months, Martha noticed a patch of dead flowers in front of a nearby cottage. Without thinking, Martha sticks her thumb in the ground and the flowers grow to their fullest beauty. At the same time, the family residing in that home had been coming out. They screamed witch and pointed at the girls after observing her magic deed. (laughs) Many villagers. Even if it's nice, people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Many villagers that were passing by stopped and stared. The girls didn't know what to do, so Alice walked over to the family and whispered, "We the three ask you to see that your mother is the witch. It is not thee." <gasps> the son of the home screamed, "I've seen my mother dance with the devil!" The villagers oh. all began to turn on the mother of the home and carry her down to the town in ropes. Are you writing like, is this like an alternate history of like how the witch trials got started? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very I'm good. digging it. This is good. <laughs> You've done this before. <laughs> the town folk began to become ravenous. The demons inside of them had taken over once again as quickly as they had left. Little Sarah hugged person after person with no effect. They began a large fire in the middle of town and had planned to make quick work of burning the witch. The villagers all circled around the mother as she pleaded for her life. She was tied to the stake. It was as if town center had become hell itself with villagers in masks and shadows and flames and a dark energy that was overflowing, almost suffocating the girls. The three little witches stood there in the same hollowed state as they arrived back home and said in unison, We the three were mistaken. One life spared, but another is taken. As they watched the flames consume the poor mother, and the villagers all howled and screamed in ecstasy. Oh, damn. Damn. (laughs) That's dark. That's dark as fuck. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I love it. That autumn in Salem, in 1691, the Meacham witches started a curse that resulted in 200 more townspeople being accused and 19 being killed as witches. In the end, it seemed that the demons that had risen were there to stay. The three little witches lived wickedly ever after. The end. Wickedly ever after. I love it. That was so good. Oh, my gosh. Also, a... no. A plus Baba Yaga, like, personality in general. (laughs) I love how you wrote her just like, like, that was very grandmother Baba Yaga. Yeah. But, like, a little wry and also, like, still kind of mean, but, like, playful. It was so good. I love that. Yeah. I always think of her as pretty quirky. Yeah. 
Uh huh. 100%. And I like, I think, I think my favorite, I think my favorite line in the entire thing was like, you know, they think our mother's consorting with the devil. Is she? (laughs) (laughs) Tell them I I don't want to get in between. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know him. (laughs) So funny. Um, Oh, Chadwick, I thought that was getting cute there for a second. I, I, was, I was like, oh, this is nice. The Salem witch trials were averted. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. Um, I, you know, um, I think there's a movie called Life is Beautiful. Uh, have you heard of it? I think it's called or Life is Beautiful. It's like, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, to get, not to get even darker, a Holocaust mm-hmm. story, but basically the beginning starts really sweet. And then it's like a uh-huh. dreadful movie towards the end. I think that's what it's called. Life's beautiful. Just Either way, I mean, if it's covering <laughs> the Holocaust, yeah. like that's exactly. Yeah, but it's right? but it's like so smart in the way that it's like half the movie is so joyful. It's unbelievably joyful. So sweet. Oh, so adorable. No. And then it's like the the darkest thing you can imagine. The last half. And I thought I about that it. when writing this. I was like, I really want to have it be like. Oh, is this going to be sweet? And then it's like, go straight down to hell again. Well, so. <laughs> you nailed it. Well done. Um, you told like, I was, I was like, oh, this is so nice. Like, and then, uh, damn, like <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of twist. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. Thank you. <laughs> so it's my first completed fairy tale for you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> amazing job. Uh, beautiful. I love the way you read it. It was very beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good reading voice. Like, <laughs> like I thought you used like, I think like your imagery was really beautiful. Like you, I, but you also had like, like a really good sense of humor. I just great story. Chadwick. <laughs> that was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I if you want require... to write that book and illustrate yeah. it, <laughs> we and would definitely then, buy that book. In that book, I need a sequel. Um, Uh or or like a companion story where we find out how the eldest sister does is Baba Yaga's yes yes Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I found it also interesting when I was um, because originally I believe I was trying to write or find a Baba Yaga story uh, for Mm -hmm, today mm -hmm. and um, when she's mentioned she's mentioned pretty like quickly as well which is like i try to do that in my story as well just to keep it similar where it was like um she's a tool you know in these stories yeah. of other people some a lot of times um yeah which, yeah and also so i found that very interesting so i try to play that into it as well yeah but yeah no, anyway, i had like a lot of fun writing it <laughs> amazing um i would say abby got two points <laughs> yes two points for me <laughs> which is where children and the story was not cute it was not cute <laughs> I mean, it had cute parts, but overall. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty dark, yeah. That was fucked. (laughs) And I got one, sisters. Bam. (laughs) That was fucked. That was awesome. I loved it, though. (laughs) Well done. Halloween is for fucked up fairy tales, you know? Absolutely. But I do think it, like, really, um, you know, it's for me, too. I think, like, the darkness is pretty comforting. Um, so I feel like it still gave me for me when, as I wrote it, like the comforting fairy tale vibes, I feel like fairy tales usually make me feel regardless of how fucked up they are, that mm-hmm. they feel like they're a little bit of a blanket, you know, it just feels like cute. And I'm like, I'm really like into dark and cozy. Like we were talking about, I'm just like really into being comfy and feeling good and all that warm and toasty, but also like, you know, bones being all around me and such. So yeah, I think that, yeah. um, uh, Yeah. As someone who watches horror movies is like a comfort thing. Mm -hmm. Same. I totally get it. Yeah. Actually, I usually have nightmares if I don't watch a horror movie uh, during the day. 
<laughs> so I try to like watch something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't personally get that <laughs> because I get. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I, I feel I feel like I do know so like there are just so many people in my life who like that is exactly what like it's like no no I need to get the scary thoughts on the outside of me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they're externally playing out over here and mm-hmm. that means they don't have to be in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know even like um preparing for this I had last night I I took this mic out and I woke up this morning I looked at the mic and I was like imagine if while I was sleeping I like opened the laptop and there was a recording of people talking while I was asleep in the other room, like just strangers <laughs> in the house or something. And I was oh. like, Oh, I'm so weird. Why do I always think of the Ooh. creepiest things? <laughs> yes, that's Honestly horrifying. Isn't there, isn't there like some woman that was sleeping and she woke up and found a video of herself, like on her oh. cell phone, like someone grabbed her phone oh, yeah, and took a video I, of yeah. her while she was sleeping <laughs> and, and then the put her phone back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually that's the scariest just, stuff when it's just like someone's in your house movie. watching you sleep or something. A yeah, creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> home in, home invasion is the is the worst. Yeah, the worst scary thing. Like, but but I, <laughs> I but agree. I really love I loved like the entire like aesthetic of your story, and I also really mm-hmm. love like um because I I really enjoy stories like that that sort of like subvert what you thought happened if it's mm-hmm. sort of a well known like a well known historical yeah story and but also i love the idea that it's like it's just these three it's these three creepy evil little girls like (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, perfect tie into something like in our world too so it's the perfect folk tale Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i'm really uh and i've definitely obviously was very inspired by um my new england background so i feel like it was very like a new england tale in a sense very new england yeah (laughs) When I went, uh, I did, I did like, uh, I went to Salem last fall and did, uh, like, did like a, a like a midnight ghost tour. Mm. Uh, and the, the tour guide took us around to sort of all of the sort of like, to, to like, they're like, they're like, there's like a prison that's been converted in, into an apartment building in Salem where like really nasty <laughs> shit happened. And yeah, then like, you know, wild. and then like the, like the, the, the Salem witch trials memorial. And he told us was like some of the stories about like, how fucked up that was um wh- so it just really added just sort of like layers to like it I just yeah you told a very new england a very new england story like i, yeah. I really enjoyed that <laughs> yeah i can't imagine living in an old prison interesting <laughs> yeah i know like they're like oh this is an apartment thing. building now and i'm all like i wouldn't live there <laughs> yeah that's like cursed. Yeah, that that's place is cursed. Haunted. Yeah, there's literally yeah. whether you believe in ghosts or not, like that's haunted. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess depending on like rent and how cute it was. <laughs> yeah, but... oh, like, kind of haunting. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was cute on the outside. Like they oh. they they completely redone <laughs> the facade. Like mm. big windows. It looks it it looks nice. It's just cursed is all like, that's the problem. Like our tour guide even told us like, like, Ooh, we've actually had some recent sightings. Like, (laughs) There's definitely a lot of people out there that would pay big money to live in a haunted apartment, you know, Mm. a haunted apartment is one thing, (laughs) but like, but like, you know, if it's like, Oh, a rich widow, like, you know poisoned herself in here for love or whatever it's it's different if it's like this used yeah. to be a prison prison mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah Oof. there's just a lot of like dark energy within a prison uh-huh. different types yeah 
Yeah, so dark. <laughs> yeah, I would draw the line there. Mm-hmm. That's not. <laughs> that's not fun and mysterious. That's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's super dreadful for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, a know. perfect story, no fixes for me anyway. Oh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so much fun. I especially Flawless. loved Baba Yaga's like bones breaking as she's like walking mm. toward them. Like that's just so and her hitting her head like on the roof, yeah. and shrinking down to a normal size. Like just kind of wishy shit is that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's funny. I could actually see that when I wrote that. I could really see the scene of her, like how she, like her bones break and she becomes uh-huh. like this upside down insect kind of vibe running to them and they all faint in fear. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10 would watch that movie. All righty. Are you ready to get back into it? Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm primed. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I want to know because you said that you found, you found a couple of like, yeah, I have two short Spoop- spooky things. Spooky season mm. tales that I'm going to tell you. Um both of them I found in the robber bridegroom section of um mm. <laughs> the Pittsburgh oh, what is it called? Hold on. It doesn't say. The sites.pit.edu. The uh big collection of folk and yep. fairy tales for free online. Nice. <laughs> I will post. Thank you, Pitt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will post the link in the show notes. Um, and I am really excited to tell you a couple of these stories. So they are very short. Uh, the first one is called Greenbeard. How many predictions do we get? For this one, I'm going to give you two. Greenbeard. Two. All right, Chadwick, you are our guest. Would you like to go first with your predictions? Yes. Um, okay. That's fine. Yeah, thank you. Um, I would say that uh, someone has a green beard. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, there's. Uh, I'm not going to give you that. Okay. <laughs> I know you're a guest, but come on. <laughs> I went too far. I went too far. Um, uh, like uh, the main character is a pirate. Okay. Okay, that's what reminds me of green beard. Um, Damn. And that um, there's a ghost involved. Ghost involved. Yeah, ghost is okay. There too. Ghost and pirate. Okay. What about you? Oh, I oh. almost forgot to tell you. It's from Lithuania. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that changes any predictions or not. And Lithuania is. Um, yes, please the- geography corner me because I have no idea where that is. <laughs> geography corner. So well, Lithuania well. is nestled in between Poland and. Uh, Latvia and Russia and mm. Belarus. Cool. So, All right. so it's probably Belarus. Uh, Is Belarus, it? yeah. Yeah. Belarus, thank you. Belarus sounds cool though. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like I think Belarus sounds like a really cool country. That sounds yeah. magical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I also ge- geography is also not my strong suit. So uh. I will keep. Um, I will keep them, but I'm less uh, enthused about there being a pirate. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, up there, up there, up there by Poland does make it sound a little less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little less piratey. But there is whatever. a coast. Lithuania. It does, it does have a coastline. Okay. 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 So, there's still uh, hope there's still hope for pirates <laughs> i will say that uh predicting pirates has not really worked out for most of us 
<laughs> but it's too late to change. It's my turn. Um, yep. I uh, think the devil is in it. Okay. The devil is in it. What's your second prediction? <laughs> that the green beard isn't hair. Green beard isn't hair. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> like that's a spicy take. Yeah, thank you. I made my I made myself giggle. <laughs> Without further ado, Greenbeard. In a city, there lived a very wealthy merchant who had a very beautiful daughter, and she said that she would marry only a man who had a green beard. Wow. Wow. Like her style. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> she has a very specific fetish. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Great forests surrounded the city and 24 robbers lived together in these woods. The captain of these robbers had heard about the girl who would marry only a man with a green beard. So he asked his people if they did not know of a substance that would color a beard green. And they immediately procured such a dye for him. It's making it okay. happen. <laughs> He dyed his beard green. Otherwise, he was a handsome man, which I think is a rude note. <laughs> yeah. Um, green beards are very fashionable. Come on. I bet he looked great with a green beard. I bet he did. And rode into the city to the merchant to court his daughter. The girl liked him, so he spent the night there. The oh, next no. day, they made arrangements for the girl to pay him a visit. He said that he possessed a large mansion in the woods, and he told the girl to ride along the main road until she came to a bridge. The other side of the bridge, she should turn left onto a path, then continue riding until she came to his mansion. Then Greenbeard departed. The merchant's daughter now made preparations for the journey. She had a good cake baked for her bridegroom, then mounted her horse and rode on her way. Arriving at the bridge, she found the side of the path that Greenbeard had told her about. She rode along this path into the woods. The deeper she went into the woods, the narrower the path became until it was only a narrow footpath. What should she do now? Mm. She could not ride any further, so she dismounted, tied up her horse, and continued on foot. Duh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why is this giving me you the cabin girl. vibes from you as a little? <laughs> you, you and Danger Girl. Yeah, exactly. Walking, walking, walking. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Wuffy when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the pathway, she saw a small house with two lions chained near the door. Approaching them, she thought, should I go any further or not? The no, lions did nothing. You should not. <laughs> two lions outside a door. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. You don't want cool any guests like ever. <laughs> The lions did nothing, so she went inside. In the first room, there were beds and a number of flintlocks hanging on the wall. She went into another room where there was a table. A bird's cage with a little bird hung from a rafter. The bird said to her, How did you get here? This is a robber's house. You cannot get away right now, for if you go outside, the lions will rip you apart. I will tell you what to do. Lie down under the bed. When the robbers come home, they will get drunk and fall asleep. Then you can escape. When you go outside, throw a piece of cake to each of the lions. Then you can run away. She did just that and crawled under the bed. I really wish that I had predicted that this is a don't ask questions and do what the bird says story. <laughs> Every time. Just do what the bird says. Just do what the bird says. <laughs> One after the other, the robbers came home saying, it smells here like human flesh. 
Just a super weird thing to say. Are these <laughs> normal human robbers or? <laughs> right? <laughs> the bird made excuses as best it could and they stopped asking questions. Nobody asks birds questions. <laughs> Even it's when pointless. they should. Don't do it. The robbers had brought a girl with them. After eating their supper, they chopped oh. her into pieces, oh. beginning with her little fingers. Oh, come on. <laughs> she had a ring on one of her fingers, and the finger with the ring rolled under the bed where the merchant's daughter was hiding. So these are cannibal robbers. <laughs> <laughs> she picked up the finger and put it into her pocket. Oh. Smart. <laughs> but also a little creepy. <laughs> When the robbers had finished their work, they began to drink again, drinking so much that they knew nothing more of their sins, and they fell asleep. When the girl thought that they were all fast asleep, she got up, gave the little bird a bit of sugar, then took a piece of cake in each hand. She threw the cake to the lions as she walked out. While they were devouring the cake, she made her escape. However, they scarcely had finished the cake when they began to roar, bellowing so loudly that the forest shook. The robbers jumped up, and they immediately surmised that the girl had been here. They took after her, but she safely reached her house. She rode home as fast as she could, arriving there white as a corpse with fear. She was so sick she had to lie down immediately. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is fair. Same. <laughs> Greenbeard cut off his beard, then made plans to capture the girl. He ordered large wagons loaded with large barrels in which the robbers would hide. So outfitted, he rode to the merchant. He offered him these wares, claiming to be a wholesale merchant from such and such a city. Is he, he's Clark Kenting. Like, yeah. if he, <laughs> he's Trojan if you shaved the beard off, you can't tell it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing anybody saw was his green beard, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. So maybe if you're going to do a crime, do something like wild like that. And then you, if you remove it, no one will know because that's the only like, thing they were looking for. <laughs> yeah. Also, people do really look completely different when they shave their beard. So sometimes. That's, that's fair. That's true. <laughs> it's not just the color. It's just the beard entirely. <laughs> he had told his people that he would gain entrance into the merchant's house. And then he would give him a sign when they should break their way out of the barrels steal everything the merchant had, and then take away the girl as well. However, one of the merchant's servants was walking about in the courtyard when he heard a voice from one of the barrels. What is happening? It's taking a long time. He went inside and reported to his master. Sir, what's happening? There are people inside the barrels. <laughs> then the merchant called up a number of strong men to capture the robbers. He forced the robber captain to stay seated inside with two strong men beside him. Then the girl came in and showed him the chopped off finger with the ring and asked him if he remembered it. Now he knew that he had been exposed and he looked around for an escape route. But the merchant gave the man a sign and they held him fast, then bound him hand and foot in one of his boots he had hidden a long knife. Oh. After tying him securely, they went into the courtyard and captured the rest of them, one after the other. Then they took them all to prison. Thus, all the robbers were captured and taken care of. The girl then led the people to the robber's house. She kept the little bird for herself. Everything else was divided among the poor. They burned the house down, and the merchant kept the lions. The robbers all died in prison, thus everything was finished, and the girl no longer showed any desire for green beards. <laughs> the end. Whoa. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought it was very spooky. I love the idea that there's a green beard mm-hmm. uh, that it very much mirrors Bluebeard. Mm. Like the idea that he's like kind of capturing this girl and then people are getting killed and she freaks out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like definitely from the dismemberment angle. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what my fix is for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was definitely one of those stories that's quick and dirty, uh, but I thought it was very cute. I love fairy tale birds. <laughs> yeah. I do love fairy tale birds. I also, I like hearing stories in like this particular, I, I like, I like Bluebeard style stories. I don't know. Like I, I thought that, I thought that was fun. I think, I think my fix is what it all almost always is, which is like, what more detail, please? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah it's like, definitely I, more detail i want to know more about the girl who lost her fingers mm. yeah yeah i want to know more about her i want to know like I, I want you to build the mythology of these robbers a little bit more for me like mm-hmm. what are they doing out here and why are they murdering girls like <laughs> just for fun i guess because they can just, yeah because <laughs> they can and it's funny i guess tale. but like <laughs> <laughs> spooky yeah my fix um would be that she still loves a green beard <laughs> uh, <laughs> she finds another man with a green beard yeah mm-hmm. it's like well that wasn't the problem <laughs> or, or she doesn't <laughs> with oh they don't destroy the mansion i mean what the mansion do to anyone right <laughs> they're just getting rid of all of it it's cursed now it's all Everybody haunted and stuff it. I yeah. love that she keeps the bird for herself. I thought yeah, that was really cute. That was cute. <laughs> and the merchant kept the lions. Every, like, I thought everybody... that was a very fun tidbit. Everybody got a pet at the end of the, <laughs> <laughs> the, end of yes. the story. <laughs> <laughs> that is All always right. a good thing. Neither one of you got any points. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, and get ready to completely forget about this story because this one's my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this one's called The Cannibal Innkeeper. Mm. It is from <sighs> Romania. Mm. I don't know. So much happens in it. It's very short, but a lot happens. So I'm going to give you two predictions just for fun. <laughs> so give me two predictions for The Cannibal Innkeeper. I would say that the guests disappear. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? But, yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, that's <laughs> and um, the the meat in question is fed to the guests. Is fed Ooh. to the guests. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, my prediction for the cannibal innkeeper. I'm going to flip Chadwick's prediction uh, and say the innkeeper keeps all of the meat to himself. Hmm. Okay. Or themselves. Because I'm could be could be a non man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um and the second prediction is he is specifically making sausages. Ooh. <laughs> sausages and fairy tales is never good. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's <yet>. always bad <laughs> uh-huh. uh, okay this is the cannibal innkeeper it's horrible trigger warning for uh animal violence 
without further ado, this is the animal innkeeper. Wait, the animal innkeeper or the cannibal? The, the, I'm just, animal. <laughs> I'm still, now I'm just yeah. thinking about animals. Because I was like, my predictions would have been very different. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, now I'm all nervous. They ruined it. Okay. The cannibal innkeeper. Once there was a poor orphan girl who worked as a servant at the house of a rich man. Her dearest companion was a little dog that her parents had given her before they died. Mm. One day, the chieftain of a robber band, disguised as an ordinary servant, came to the rich man's house and asked the girl to marry him. Sensing something sinister about him, the girl rejected the suitor's advances. So, with assistance from his fellow robbers, he carried her away by force. Rude. Now, a prisoner in the robber's house, the girl still refused to marry him, in spite of his friendly words, his threats, and his abuse. Finally, he gave up his attempts to win her love and sold her to a wild and cruel innkeeper. Now, this So inke- much is happening in this story. Like, that is oh. so much plot. Oh, it, just wait. Now, this innkeeper would rob travelers, kill them, cut them into pieces, and serve their cooked flesh to his other guests. Ooh. Points for Chadwick. <laughs> he terrorized the poor girl by showing her the valuables he had stolen from his victims, the room where he had murdered them, and the weapons he used for his wicked deeds. Then he locked her and her little dog in an adjoining room. Soon afterward he brought in a little boy whom he had captured in the woods gathering berries. He cut off the boy's head and cut him into pieces. Then he forced the girl to cook the boy's flesh and serve it to the innkeeper's guests. Sometime later, (laughs) sometime later, the innkeeper brought in a very old woman, ugly and wrinkled and nothing but skin and bones. Perhaps waiting to fatten her up for later, he locked her in the room with the girl and her dog. After their captor had left, the old woman told the girl that the cannibal innkeeper was her own son and that Mm. she, disguised so well that he could not recognize her, had come to punish him for his wickedness. Skilled in witchcraft. Nice. The old woman told the girl how she could escape. Fuck yes. She would first have to kill her little dog and eat a piece of his heart. (laughs) The girl did this. And then the old woman rubbed some ointment all over the girl's body, which transformed her into a duck. A little later, the wild man opened the door and the duck flew over his head, escaping into the open. The innkeeper ran from the room to look for the girl and his mother uttered a magic curse that caused the whole house to collapse upon him, killing him at once. The girl turned around and saw the heap of ruins, but as the old woman had not told her how she could again become human, she has remained a duck to this very day. (laughs) The end. (laughs) It's also from a book, Romanian Bird and Beast Stories, and it has another name called Why Does the Duck Feed on Refuse? Hmm. And it has like an ending that says like, and that's why the duck is so fat and eats among dead bodies and dirty places i don't know it's super weird i don't see how those i don't see how that follows <laughs> but okay know. we don't normally see that happening with ducks yeah. yeah i don't get why this experience makes and, and does that make her the progenitor of all ducks or something and so that's why like like she's duck eve and so that's what she teaches all of her children to do like <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't really get that either. But uh, I thought that was a very fun story. I love that the witch doesn't tell her how to turn back into a human. <laughs> Me too. I love that as like sort of like a trifle in witch shows up. And mm-hmm. she's like, she's got a mission. She's got her own thing going on. She tells the girl to do something horrible and then doesn't tell her how to turn it yeah, back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there had to be like Witches. another way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like to sacrifice your dog <laughs> and to also. Witches, man. Duck. Oh. I know. It was really, I was really fucked up at that part. It was very sad. Yeah. There's so much that happens in that story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So fast, right? Fun, though. My, my, my fix for it, though, mm-hmm. um, is that she turns into a dog instead mm. of a duck. I was just thinking oh. uh, because she had to eat a bit of her dog's heart. So I just mm-hmm. figured like that, like as, as a spell that makes more sense to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought too. I was like, yeah, why a duck? That seems very out of place. <laughs> yeah. That's really random considering that in order to do that, you had to eat a piece of your dog. Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. you turn into a dog? <laughs> Yeah, the original book that it comes from um, is very interesting and it asks all the important questions. I'll post the link in our show notes, but it asks all the important questions like, uh, how did the bee out with the devil? Uh, hmm. Why do the eyes of the wolf glow and his hmm. hair bristle? Hmm. Okay. Uh, why the goat's knees are bare? Just questions like that. Literally, there's a million <laughs> like why is it right to kill a sparrow oh that. that's the whole book so it's an entire book of like my kid asked me a really random question that i don't actually know the answer to so i'm gonna make up a story like yeah. <laughs> the very important questions uh <laughs> i love it that's great do you have a fix for that story chadwick yeah, I think um, now it's like playing off what you said before. A little more detail on the mother would be interesting. Like uh, oh, what yeah. happened prior? What is the, you know, I mean, obviously this is horrible what he's doing, but also what else is there to this story? Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. the story really skipped over one of the most interesting parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could have even just said something, you know, like it didn't have to, it didn't have to be like this. It didn't have to expand the story that much, but just to like give us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know all these like um, kind of Baltic stories tend to like just be quick and dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they kind of leave us wanting with a little more detail. <laughs> but I do love all the twists. I feel like there was so much packed in such a small story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chadwick, you got one point, mm-hmm. And Abby, you got zero points. That, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I deserve. <laughs> So happy almost Halloween. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this very spooky uh, episode. (laughs) Uh, A very special episode of Fairy Tale Fix. Chadwick, thank you so much for telling us your original fairy tale. That was so great. Thank you so much. Thoroughly enjoyed that. (laughs) It was such a pleasure to be with you both and see you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, I can't wait for your your illustrated book to come out. (laughs) (laughs) We're expecting it. Like you must, you must do it. You're such Thank like, you. you're Aww. such a talented writer. Like Aww. that was really enjoyable. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And remind everyone where they can find you on like Instagram or. Mm-hmm. So if you um, want to follow the dark side of Chadwick, you could go to dark Chadwick on Instagram and my website, darkchadwick.com. And if you want to see a little bit lighter fairy tales, but still some dark forest vibes, I'm a tattooer and my Instagram is at mossy fable on Instagram. 
All right. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And they all, all lived, lived wickedly, wickedly ever, ever after. after. The end. <laughs> <laughs>